This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. And what you need to know brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, Lindsay. Thanks, Andy. So Taylor Swift is in the news again for breaking another record, which I feel like it's kind of cool. I know there's a lot of Taylor Swift. You're going to say breaking another heart. Yes, Swift 710, baby, on a tank top Tuesday. But it's it's a cool record. So she's become the first female artist in Spotify history to reach 100 million monthly listeners. That's nuts. That's a lot. That's a lot of people listening to her every month. 100 million. It's a lot of humans. Yeah. So uh, Spotify announced that today, writing, quote, queen behavior on August 29th, Taylor Swift became the first female artist in Spotify history to reach 100 million. Congratulations to her. And did you guys know who holds the number one spot for the most monthly listeners for male? Let's start with Funchy on the guessing game here. Who do you think it is? Male. Um, Bruno Mars. Good guess. Nope. Laura, do you have any idea? Ed Sheridan? Nope, but he's uh, fourth on that list. I'll say, I don't know if this person's Ooh. music is on Spotify. Is it is Prince's music on Spotify? It is. I'll say Prince. Nope. Dang. The Weeknd. The Weeknd. Oh, Abel. Good call, AK. Honestly, when I said guess. it, I was like, Excellent Damn, call. It's the I didn't realize. Yeah, that's a good I'm call. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. My daughter informed me of this. Okay. She, she's oh, been giving okay. me run, <laughs> she's okay. giving Fair rundowns on like the number one people. Number uh, number five, where everybody ranks Listen, on Spotify. That's a clean win. That's yeah. an in-house that win. That is awesome. Right. I give her credit. I want to yeah, no, that's, that's well, solid. Speaking of that, Andy, then so we talked about this the other day when Sedano and Cappy were both here. Do you know what the quote-unquote number one song of the summer is, from according to Spotify? I do not, but this is something that used to interest me a lot. What is it? Do you know? Any no, idea? I have no idea. It's more, that Morgan Wallen song. Oh, no. That's, yeah. see, okay. So now, this is where... I'm not going to go off on a whole thing about this, but this is where the world, as you'd like to talk about the new world of, the world of sort of shock jockery to trigger metrics as some sort of sign of success right. is so skewed. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's 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 hard. Like, it's the number one song because people hate listening to it. Is that what the idea is? Or people, what do you mean? Like, is Morgan, what song is that? What's um, it called? I mean, it's been out since the beginning of the summer. Uh, let's see. What's it called? Are we talking about the same song here? It's, no. It's a country song. Yes, about... Last Night. That's not the song I was thinking. No, okay, no, never no. mind. No. Okay, Morgan Wallen, though, by the it's way, like, also one of those guys who benefited a lot from doing a lot of whack stuff. Bunchy, yes, you know what did. I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, don't, oh, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't like that part about it. I don't, don't want to have a problem with Morgan Wallen in general, but that's what I was sort of getting at. These people who fire up these folks under the guise of, oh, we're all haters, we should be able to do whatever we want, and then all these other mouth breathers come out of the woodwork to support them, and they end up with things like number one hits. Because no, these, th- that anyway. song that you're referring to is by... It's by um, I know, but yeah, Morgan Wallen artist. did something yes, many right. years ago. Have we forgiven Morgan Wallen is my question. I mean, I'm not like... For screamingly dropping N-bombs in front of people while he was on his front lawn. I'm not like a fan of his anyway. (laughs) I'm I'm just asking where the general zeitgeist was on that. No, I'm not. Because I did not know, because I don't keep up with Morgan Wallen. The the Morgan Wallen of it all, with Morgan Wallen aside, that doesn't feel, though, like a song of the summer. Like, the song of the summer feels like the song Something you should definitively know. But also that everybody loves. And like, like, I've always described uh, Hey Ya... Yeah, as oh, the song that like everybody oh, yeah. agrees on. Right. No, like, that's good. No, like my dad heard Hey Ya, and he's like, "That's awesome. <laughs> that's like, true. That's a great. Like everyone loves Hey Ya. I, I agree don't feel with like you. Mo- I don't feel like Morgan Wallen had the song that everybody loved. Right. I had to because I was like, "What song?" And I play. I was like, "Oh yeah, bye." Well, yeah, it's it, the first time I heard that song. <laughs> it yeah, was, it, it was no, the number yeah. one streaming song of the summer. Okay. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. And that's where that's what I mean. I wonder what the actual cultural weight of that is because songs of the summer to me have a social quality that embodies what you're talking about. If everybody is just like, this is the song that people are listening to on their own the most, I don't know that that strikes me as what... Yeah, because part of Song of the song Summer, of the summer makes always up, felt you know? communal. Yes, that's... Like and I'm not com- knocking what you're saying, Linz. I just don't know that that adds up to me the same way. Yeah, again, like my my thoughts on the song itself 
a separate matter, like yeah. Separ- or him, I, I'm actually just learning about him. Seems awful. I've never, I've never heard anybody <laughs> say, "Yo, throw that him. Morgan Wallen on." You know what I I'm mean, saying? I mean, first was last year's. I feel this, this, right now, this, yeah, right? this to me, and not just by, Beyonce, by the way, in town, yes. this yes. week for a multi-night affair. So, for what it's worth, I had never heard that Taylor Swift song "Cruel Summer" until we played it last week because it's like the third one on this list. Oh, yeah, like, I have no idea what that song was. That's right. a lot in my car on the way to school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so it I'm, is your I'm, song of the summer, quite literally. Yes. Like the weekend's blinding well, lights reminds me of a song of the summer as well. That like that's a song, song everybody knew. Right. Like yeah. whether you like the you song heard it or everywhere. not, whether you like the yeah. artist or not. Like put all of that aside. Just like, does it feel like a song that everybody over the summer? Heard at a party at some point exactly. between yeah. June and August. What else? What this this song? This yes. song was the song of the year. Forget about the song of the summer. Um, it also happened to drop during the the panorama, as we like to call it, with mm-hmm. various nicknames back in the day, and it kind of embodied that vibe. Um, you might have learned that from a blurb I wrote for the LA Times about it, but that's another matter. I know you were into the music writing, so I just wanted to drop that on you. What are the other thing? What are the other songs in the list, Lens? I'd love to know the um, top ten. Let's so this is this is funny. It says uh, Spotify. Noted that emotions ruled the lists with revenge pop anthems like Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo, okay. Kill, by, Kill Bill by SZA. Oh, yeah, I like the good song. That's a, good, a song, good, song. good song. Yeah. Uh, Boys a Liar Part 2 by Pink Pantheress and Ice Spice. Pink Pantheress? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that song. Name. That is a fantastic name. I don't know name. who that is, but yeah. that's a great name. <laughs> Let me look this person up. Oh, and Bad Bunny, too. Um, Benito. I don't know how to say that song. Ella Baila Sola. Oh, Ella Baila Sola. Oh, I do have that, actually. That's number two. Let's let's see Pink Panthers. It's Pink Panthers, one word, too. Um, Excuse me. So that was was the top ten? Benito Um, Benito runs out the top ten? It names... No, Bad Bunny was number two. Oh. And then the Taylor Swift song was number three. And then it just named off these other songs. Like, oh, oh, uh, Where She Goes is also on there. Nice. By Bad Bunny. Um, So what happened was... Thank you. Is that... Is that all we need to know? That's what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Resort and Casino. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. Thank you very much. Pink Panthers, by the way, is from England. Is that right? She's 22. Okay. All right. Isn't it funny how people that are from from England or like they're British, they have an accent, but you don't know it when they sing? That is interesting. That's crazy. That's a very interesting part about... um, Human dynamics in terms of linguistics that is like a whole that you could study classes about like it's a whole a- academic discipline, which is actually a really cool thing. Um This is interesting. She also too, really quickly, she's gone out of her way to keep her real name a secret. That's cool. It's not I like actually that. in her wiki entry. I like that. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I was reading this thing about the other day. I and found I, it. Her real name? Yeah. Vicky oh. Beverly Walker. Wow, really? You're just that gonna, was quick. You're, yeah. just gonna, you're just gonna blow up the whole spot like yeah. that? Now, Sorry, so buddy. when a stalker shows up at her door in Kent, England, <laughs> I'm just looking at her Wikipedia. Could, it's right here. I hope that you feel good about it. <laughs> it's that. literally right here. It's in the Wikipedia? I was, yeah. like, I was moving on. She's gone to great lengths. I was moving on to another point. That was funny. He dunked on you immediately. Um, so I was I reading this it. thing the other day, and I want to get your thoughts on this, AK, because you have a daughter, which is that between millennials Gen Z, and I guess what we'll call Gen Alpha. Is that the next? Yes, it is. Would your daughter qualify as Gen Alpha or Gen Z? I think she is. Funchy is coming here to okay. show his work. All right. Well, Is look, it on the Wikipedia page? It's not, though, it's not, though, on mine. Technically, it's not. Okay. So, all right. So, Funchy's a stalker. We get it. No, I'm kidding. Well done. Good research. Would your daughter qualify as Gen Alpha? I think she's Gen Z. Or Gen I'm, Z. I'm pretty sure she's on, like... The tail end of jail Z, Gen, Gen Z, Gen Z qualification. The reason I say this is because I was reading an interesting story the other day about how Gen Alpha is arguably going to be one of the least online generations there is because either their parents or their grandparents are people who were either forced to be online, scared of being online for the sake of getting overexposed, or were only online for the purposes of making money. And that this younger generation has seen these generations of humans come by and say, guess what? I don't need that at all because it doesn't make me feel good and there's no real added benefit, which I thought was fascinating in terms of the cyclicality of, you know, exposure through social media. I hope that is correct. I can tell you right now, based on my experience with Gen Z and the the kids around my daughter, not the case with Gen Z. Really? Okay. Because my brother's in Gen Z and he is he is less online than I am for certain. You know what I'm saying? I happen to be a different case, obviously, because of the industry we work in. But he pretty much uses social media for the sake of like creative purposes. Like his whole emotional life is not all online. You know it's what I'm saying? Rough. It's stuff. It's, it's an interesting a, thing to think about. Yeah, yeah, it's a rough existence. Anyway, what I was gonna say before is that I was gonna go to Top Golf in El Segundo 
but I went and stopped in town because, you know, they just won the Little League World Series. And I was like, let me go to a, have lunch in Segundo. It's up the road from where I'm at in Venice. And I said, let me see what the vibe is like in town. I also kind of miscalculated when the parade was going to be, so whatever. I was going to try to maybe check out the parade. Didn't end up doing that. But I met the owner of this bar who was a huge Travis and Sliwa listener. Oh, oh, I saw the picture. Did you, you see saw. the picture? Yes. Did you see the clip? I don't know if we have this, Laura, but it was really funny because I was he was interviewing he was interviewing with this guy, uh, a guy from Spectrum, which you brought up. And I overheard it and I said, I, I went and turned to him and I said, Hey, by the way, because the guy was interviewing him and what, what the owner said, his guy's name is Aaron. He said, it's way cooler being able to watch your kids on ESPN versus on Game Changer. And I said to the guy afterwards, the interviewer, I said, do you even know what Game Changer is? Like, honest question, because, you know, youth sports, if you don't otherwise know what these things are, you might have no clue what he meant and skipped on by it. He was like, oh, no. Yeah, I know. And he goes, by the way, are you Ask me if my name is my name? I was like, yes, I am. And, and the guy goes, wait a second. I listen to 710 all the time. And he proceeds to tell me about how Travis completely tanked the Segundo team on some take weeks ago when the tournament started, saying that they were going to get crushed if they made it all the way to the international round, and they won. Well, and so the guy recorded a whole promo, basically, for Travis. It was awesome. You, you may have noticed this, and I say this with love and respect, and I consider Travis a friend. <laughs> He's something of a glass-half-empty guy. <laughs> That's one way to put it, yeah. But it was, it was pretty cool. My point is, is that... Real people do listen. Yeah. And it's always fun to run into listeners in the wild. Oh, it's fantastic. Especially when they're bar owners in the town where the Little League World Series was just won and they're feeling good. No, it's it was great. It's honestly so flattering when you run into people who listen oh, yeah. to the show, you know, in your case, see you on TV. Yeah, no, it was great. So, or, you know, Stuff I've done with Spectrum, or a whatever. YouTube component. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I just wanted YouTube, to say that there there is a YouTube component for Locked On Lakers available five days a week anywhere you get your podcast. It's never behind a paywall. Six ten for those of you who are looking for it on your bingo card. But you got all the way through the third hour. There, I live near a school. Yeah, and the groundskeeper of the school, he ends up he's always walking like the entire block. It's a massive school. Sure, he's always walking the entire block like with leaf blower and stuff like that, taking care of the area around it. And there were a few times where I was out walking the dog, and I could see, you know, we'd sort of make eye contact, yeah. nodding, whatever. And then one day, he's just like, are you Andy Kamenetsky? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And this is like a regular 710 guy. Sure. Like, I eventually saw his car. It's all Rams flags. Oh, wow. Then okay. it's like Dodger flags and Lakers So he's flags. hardcore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he, I guarantee he is familiar with all of us. That is incredibly That's fantastic. Like, it's awesome. Love, can we hear it? We got my man Aaron from the Standard Bar in El Segundo. All right, tell us your name. This is me. Right, my name is Aaron Richmond. What do you have to say to one Travis Rogers? Okay, Travis, this was about right when the tournament started, and you had said, I think Emily posed a question to you about what, uh, how would we face uh, some of the Caribbean teams and the international teams, and you said they would absolutely get smoked. So I was waiting for this moment, and it just so happens that I hear this voice, and I'm like, man, that voice sounds familiar. And I was like, I meet him, it's Clinton Yates. And so I wanted to say that, hey, give some props to El Segundo and the United States uh, baseball team. So we took care of it. But it's all the, I listen to you guys all the time. I love the banter, love Sliwa, love the whole guy, so it's awesome. Isn't that great? Dude, again, it's awesome. I you know? I had a blast. So that's why I didn't end up going to Top Golf because I hung out with that dude for most of the afternoon talking about Little League Baseball and talking about basically the station. So that was fun. Shout out, by the way, to Otis, the groundskeeper, who probably is listening. Otis is his name? Yes. Oh, lead with Otis. If you meet somebody named Otis, you got to lead with that. Otis is good people. Otis is a good guy. The 10th annual SoCal Hyundai ESPN LA Golf Classic presented by Coors Light and Hollywood Park Casino. It's next Friday at Black Gold Golf Club in Yorba Linda. And even if you're not golfing with us that day, make plans to be with us for the 19th hole party, 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 oh, party, Mm -hmm. starting at 4 p.m. with the afternoon show. Clinton Yates is going to be there. I will. Thanks to Sunday Swagger, San Pedro Fish Market, Craveable, and, of course, Tequila Mandala. I promise we'll talk about the Halos next. I'm Clinton Yates. He's Andy Kamenaski. This is Donald Cap on ESPN 710. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks, Chris. Okay, so <laughs> I was having this conversation with a few of the guys when uh, Pizza Hut came and brought us some pizza. And uh, I'm going to put them on blast a little bit. Sorry, was talking about side pieces and I main pieces. Pizza Hut. I was like, Whoa. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> side pieces? How did we jump from pizza to side okay, pieces? Okay, because we were talking about this while we were having pizza. Okay. Okay. And he was saying, oh, talking about how he had side pieces. And I'm like, wait, hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Hold up. <laughs> Do you have a main piece? And he was like, no. I was like, okay, so well, you can't. You don't ha have a side Thank piece. Thank you. Yeah, that exactly. was my whole you just point. Have pieces. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you got appetizers, bro. Like, you don't have no main course. So you can't have a side piece if you don't got a main piece. Am I wrong on that, though? I mean, it was a whole thing. It well, it depends on whether or not these uh, these humans believe that they are the main piece or not. Nah. This is important to this discussion. Do any of them consider themselves the entree. I mean, I don't know. But my <laughs> thing is, if you don't. If you don't have a main one, you can't have side ones. Well, right, but that there's nuance. But he's to that. plenty busy over there with his pieces. Okay? That's what I'm saying. It's a good-looking yeah, young he's man. He's plenty busy. Clearly, he's tall, very handsome guy with a great head. He of doesn't hair. need a main one. Okay, he's playing the field. That's not That's the question. What I said, That's though. not the question I'm asking though, and I'm not what it, this isn't even about at this point. No, no, it's just a general it's discussion. A but I did put him on blast. If they believe they are main. Well, then at that point, yes, they are all side pieces if they all believe they are main. That's what my point is. Mm. There is an element to if he's, if they believe, if one believes that, let me get out of life for you for a second. If one believes that, well, then I think he's making sense. By the way, mm. Laura, you really should have clarified if any of them are listeners. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, some know. of them may have just learned that they are, in fact, not the entree. Well, Kelly Staffering, you know, over here, you know? <laughs> my, well, he knew I was going to talk about it. He literally sure. was like, no, this is, dude. yeah, he, he knew this was going to happen. He's yeah. like, it's going to be a rejoin. I was like, yes, it is. Because <laughs> I felt, I'm like, I was a little bit confused because to me, it's like, if you don't, if you just don't have a central one, first of all, if you have a central one, don't have side ones. That's just my thing. But I was like, do you? And he's like, no. And then other people got involved in the conversation. Okay. I'm like, you just got friends, bro. Like, you don't you don't have side pieces no, That's here. the That's the Morales line. I just you got good I mean? friends. Yeah. No, it's friends. Great friends. His dating you know life is like tapas. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's a terrible place. That guy's living the life, bro. I'm just what, telling What, I'm what I wouldn't give to be his, his age and his place doing what he does. You know what I'm saying? Not that I don't have, not that I don't love my life. I'm just saying. That guy's got a pretty good setup. I, I agree. I just thought, I was like, I want to know what you guys think because it was a whole yeah. topic when I said that and all the guys that were there and pardon, I don't remember everybody that was there, but you know, they were like, hey, you make a great point. Yeah, a, and I'm like, you know, your appetizing your life is good. There's a possession is nine tenths of the law type of situation here in terms of like who actually believes whom is doing what with whom and what the priority is. Very important. I got to tell you, like, I have never had a side piece while in a serious relationship. <laughs> okay. Well, you shouldn't. That's oh, you shouldn't, thing. but I'm just saying. Yeah. I've have you ever had been the side piece? Um, I have, I think. <laughs> I've definitely <laughs> was, been the side piece. It was never piece. full on clarified. Not great. No. But Wait, did you know no? I knew. Oh. Yeah, that was fine. Andy, it, was it when you had the, the braids, just the bangs <laughs> that were braided? Well, you know, that was a look, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't the knock what cat would work. Yeah. Just asking. But yeah, like, you're back in your rebellious days. What I was going to say, though, is have it like actually maintaining a side piece is unappealing to me. Forget the morality of it or whatever. Sure. Mm -hmm. So much work. The time spent. That yes. sounds like so Too much, much work. work. Time, time spent is just like, not worth the it's, time. It's enough of a pain in the ass maintaining one relationship. Facts. Like Oof. multiple? Hell no. No. Yeah. That does not it. sound appealing in the slightest. Are there any other elements of Matt's life or any other employees who you want to put on blast? No, at this not point? at all. Oh, he yeah. knew. He knew. <laughs> I just also wanted to give a shout out to Pizza Hut for yeah. the pizza because it was good. And it was it's also like just what a an classy excuse. way for us to bring them in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also an excuse Pizza for me to Hut, play. the official sponsor of side pieces. <laughs> hey, the drop is going to go well here. <laughs> Nobody out pieces. You can't out piece the pizza. That's Andy, Andy gave us a great drop, so I also wanted to play that. So, you know. Okay. Boneless wings. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. They brought yeah. us some boneless wings. They did really bring us exciting. some boneless wings. It was exciting. Okay. But anyways. Well, thank you, Thanks Laura. for being a good sport. <laughs> Speaking of relationships, the Halos have pretty much completely fractured their relationship with Otani 
vis-a-vis dumping every player that they got at the trade deadline to try to convince him to stay because the team was going to be good as one Travis Rogers who we just discussed so eminently predicted oh they're going to trade for a bunch of people oh the schedule's going to get worse oh they're going to go in the tank and oh it's not going to matter anyway I never saw it ending this catastrophic okay how crazy would it be uh, among the people that the Angels yeah, put on Please do waivers, list the humans that are now on waivers vis-a-vis, rather, via the Halos. Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez, Dominic Leone, Hunter Renfro, Rando Grichik, uh, yep. and Lucas Giolito. Big who name had, there. Had been linked to the Dodgers. The Dodgers were interested. How crazy would it be if they managed to end up getting Giolito while giving up nothing? Southern California's own. And a player they need. Yep. Some of you tune into Blue Review with myself and Greg Bergman every day on the ESPN Los Angeles YouTube channel. There Dang. is a YouTube component. There is a definite YouTube component to that. I feel like you kind of have to get him. This is not just some, oh, look at the Dodgers looking into a great another pickup because they outsmarted the Halos. No, 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 no. Forget all that. You need that guy. All right, if Gonsolin's not going to throw for the rest of the season or next season and you're still relying on rookies the way that you are, Kershaw, God bless him, throwing the night, obviously a stalwart, can't really trust Urias that much. You need more starting pitching. Okay, I'm This re- is not a matter of convenience. I'm reading right now this report on ESPN. If all six... Six Angels players are claimed. The team stands to save around $7 million in salary over the season's final month. Perhaps, it? perhaps enough to push the payroll below the $233 million competitive balance tax threshold. Dipping beneath the tax would allow the Angels to recoup a second-round draft pick as compensation okay. if Shohei Otani leaves as a free agent rather than a fourth-round selection. Players who are not claimed simply would clear waivers and remain under contract with the Angels. This feels like, if nothing else, the Angels sensing, yeah, he might be gone. Yeah, I mean, and I think that that's a reasonable thing to say. You know, between the injury and between also the way that the information came out, did not love the fact that they were like, oh, by the by, we tried to have the scope. We tried to have the MRI, and they said no. That was the nastiest piece of interaction that we've seen in this entire scenario because it felt very much like, it ain't on us. This guy tried to run himself into the ground, and we couldn't we stop We wanted it. to save Shohei yeah. from himself. <laughs> like, we would have done anything to protect him. Unfortunately, we gave him that space, and he abused it. Which, by the way, is not the worst defense in the world if it's true. Like, let, let's be clear about that. The problem is, if you're the Halos, it doesn't matter no. because of your track record in handling situations like this, which perhaps might be unfair considering this is unique, but it's certainly true, and therefore people are going to think about that well, when it comes up. Here's why you shouldn't put that out there now, if nothing else, if you're angels. You, you wait to leak that until after Otani leaves. Well after he's gone, yeah. You are never going to win the PR battle if you're the Angels because you've lost 20 years worth of PR battles. You wait to leak that until he leaves because there's no currency in possibly pissing him off now. Not even rolling. There's zero currency in that, and there's zero currency in that with your fan base included. Right. The whole thing that you were selling was you get to watch this guy. You might never see him again with your eyeballs. Look at what he's doing. If you then throw dirt on him on the way out, you're telling your own fans, well, this guy doesn't care about anybody but himself. Why would they then thus show up to watch him when that's the only thing you had going for you anyway? I do not get that. It's just bad Completely asinine. And, t- and furthermore, you know what I'm saying? I'm only joking when I say that, but I'm not. Here's my, th- here's my thing with these latest moves from the Angels. What are we doing? You know, like literally, what's actually happening here? If I'm Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, I'm having a talk with Artie and I go, this is malpractice. I'm not just talking about not being able to get guys around a couple of franchise players who are, you know, generational talents. I am just mean overall, like – you said you were going to sell the team. You didn't. Then you pulled this. Then you couldn't keep your person. There's been conflict with the city in the past. Like, what are we actually well, I mean, also, doing here? I mean, there's been tragedies involved with the Angels Absolutely. As well. Not going well. You know what I mean? Very tragic situation where lives were lost to the point that Major League Baseball literally changed their drug policy as a result. You don't want to throw blame in that situation because a life was lost and it was a very tragic circumstance. But again... It's at, all part of it. At some point, it feels like if you only get so many Fs on your report card, you get kicked out of school. And that's kind of where I feel like, what are we actually doing here in Southern California with the Los Angeles Angels, Angels of Anaheim? One of the words that you hear 
Artie Moreno described with often is impulsive. Yeah. He's described a lot as an impulsive owner, and he's known for making very big, often wild decisions off impulse. You look at a lot of individual steps that the Angels have taken, Mm -hmm. just in the whole Otani thing, and, you know, leading up to the point of maybe he's going to stay because Artie Moreno's put out that he's going to sell the team, which took everybody by surprise. Exactly. Then him taking the team off the market equally took everybody off surprise. Whack move. Right, which, which again, underscores the whole idea of impulsiveness. Yeah. And whatever plan, if there's even been one, surrounding Otani, this incredibly unique generational player, it feels like it's been guided entirely by impulse. And I don't have a problem with that in itself. I have a problem with it in that it's obviously ineffective. And as somebody who's not worried about whether or not, you know, again, this is not dissimilar to, you don't have to worry, the, the Dodgers are not in the discussion. You're not in a situation where you're trying to either overtake them or steal their fan base. There's enough people here to begin with. That's what you sold on your TV deal to begin with, which is why you had the biggest one in the bigs to begin with. The question is, what are you actually doing to serve those fans and the league in general? And to me, it does not feel that this is happening in a good faith way. There are plenty cities in America that would love to have a major league baseball team that would not stand for this crap. Very much so. I don't know that any of them are in California, but that's kind of the thing. I'm just like, dude, at some point, if you're not going to take this seriously, please get rid of it. And even if you move, well, I was going to say, the what are we side, doing? The flip side is there are smaller market teams that are well run yeah. that would love to be in a market like Los Angeles. Not that they're necessarily looking to move or they don't like their market. No, I get you. I'm just saying, you have an opportunity when you are in this market to capitalize. And they've done nothing over the last 20 years. They've really done a lot of just taking it for granted. Yeah. It's, and acting off impulse. It's sad. And, you know, as a, and as, as a fan of baseball in general and in the league, you know, the Halos have become an embarrassment, not just because of their own ineptitude, but because of how that has wasted a hugely large percentage of one of the biggest, if not the biggest, baseball market in the country. Yeah. That in itself is a problem, regardless of who the team is, regardless of who the owner is, but not regardless of who the players are, because they're the ones that play the games. Tenth Very annual, annoying. The 10th annual SoCal Hyundai ESPN LA Golf Classic. It's presented by Coors Light and Hollywood Park Casino. It's next Friday at Black Gold Golf Club in Yorba Linda. Special thanks to our partners. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and to score game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Big deal or no deal, coming up next, he's AK, I'm the Big CY. This is Sedano and Cap on ESPN 710 Los Angeles. All right. Big deal or no deal? Is there something more I'm supposed to say here? Or who do I throw it to? I forget every time. No, you could just uh, go, take it away, music. Take it away, people on the other side of the glass. <laughs> I tried to edit that so because I wasn't sure who was going to do it. So. That's okay. <laughs> All right. So in a new cover story for Wall Street Journal magazine, okay. um, Cappy's crush, Jennifer Aniston, expressed how tired she is of cancel culture. She said, quote, well, Thankfully, it doesn't s- exist. So. <laughs> right. She said, quote, I'm so over cancel culture, I probably just bi- got canceled by saying that. I don't understand what it means. Is there no redemption? I don't know. I don't put everybody in the Harvey Weinstein bucket. Um, what do you guys think about uh, what Jennifer Aniston had to say about cancel culture? It's the most tired topic. Uh, yeah. It- like, give me an example of somebody who has been truly canceled that the cancellation didn't involve, like, legal problems or going to prison or, you know, like, their behavior as opposed to their art. Big deal or no deal? I mean, it's it's no big deal. Like, it doesn't <laughs> exist. Again, like, it does not exist. Well, I mean, I do think we have – I will say this. I think we have a problem – as a culture when it comes to dealing with backlash. Yeah. Like backlash is something now or that gets consequences. Right. As were taught to me by my parents. Right. Backlash now or just people being upset with something involving a public figure. It gets amplified now in an age of social media and 24/7 news cycles that often by the way look to Twitter or Instagram to see what people are upset about. Sure. But the reality is the, the the ramifications for most people caught up in one of these cycles, if they're willing to just ride it out, in a week or less, it's over. This is it's what done. we were talking about. This is the Morgan Wallen situation. 
He's on his lawn dropping racial slurs on people having a party, and he's got the number one song of the summer. Right. What are we complaining about? Like, who are these people that are spending their energy worried about other people's consequences for other people's actions? That's so bizarre to me. Right. I mean, look, do you have to, I guess, in an age of social media and these type of news cycles and, you know, a lot of a lot of this goes back to corporate sponsorship and them being con- – they're conservative, small – Small C conservative in, in terms of they just don't like controversy. Right, I get they it. They like things moving easy. Do you sometimes have to be more careful? I guess, sure. But some of the reasons you have to be more careful now are reasons that you probably needed to be more careful then. It's called the evolution of society on yes. another level as well. God forbid that when everybody gets a voice, when they finally decide to use it, they decide that some of these voices that have been prominent probably should can it and stop with the nonsense. This is the basics of representation. Of voices. People have been complaining about stuff going back to like Shakespeare. What do you think this business is built on? The one right. we're talking about right now is in the one we are literally participating in. But my point is, is that like, since when did consequences become such an issue if you were a decent person? I don't get it. Don't get it. No deal to me. No All deal. right. Um, so Imam influencer Jim. and cannabis <laughs> entrepreneur, that's what she's being called, oh, okay. uh, stoked heated conversation recently with a TikTok about how she has no regrets bringing her seven-year-old son to Burning Man. Of course, Burning Man is a festival in the Nevada desert where tens of thousands of people gather annually to build a, quote, participative temporary metropolis, according to the Burning Man website. Burning Man... <laughs> That's what they're calling uh, it these days. That's, that's what really it says. Way yeah. That's what it. they're calling it. Um, it's in its 37th year, and it's centered around- 37? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that, that number is about 10 years higher than I would have thought. Yeah, I know. Um, but their philosophy, the, the festival itself, I guess they say, is centered around philosophies like de- I don't even know how to say that word. Let's spell it. de I don't even Commodification. Know. <laughs> there we go. I know the word. I just can't say it. <laughs> Radical self-reliance. But is also synonymous in popular culture with over-the-top fashion, sex, and of course, drugs. This woman has taken her son every year, and she said that it helps him become more independent and learn about an alternative lifestyle. Do you think that this is a big deal or no deal? I think this is a big deal in the sense that there is a part of me that wishes that the idea that kids are not to be anywhere other than spaces specifically for kids could serve to change. I, like There is a part of this philosophy that I understand and I agree with. Whether or not Burning Man is the place, I don't know because I've never been to that festival. I know people who have. You strike me as the person at 710 that would been. most likely to have ever been, never been just because of your obviously very bohemian lifestyle back in the day. You know what I'm saying? I'm There's only half joking. Going on. I'm only half joking, <laughs> but what I mean is I think the underlying point of what she's getting at is correct. Like, yeah, I brought my kid. Deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fine. My, Again, 115 degree heat, people doing drugs all over the place with a massive wood, you know, effigy being burned at the end. Eh, a little tricky. Seven years old is a little young, but I don't mind it as a philosophy. Okay, how much independence is she teaching her seven-year-old at Burning Man and how? Because, like, if she's letting her seven-year-old run free range throughout <laughs> Burning Man as a way of learning independence, that's bad parenting. Not yeah, great, Bob. Yeah, I'm going to judge you. <laughs> I'm going to judge you for that. If you're just bringing your seven-year-old to the festival, letting them hear music, letting them be exposed to a lot of different people, keeping them under real supervision, making sure your kid goes to bed at a decent hour, which right. means, I guess, you sacrifice some of your own Burning Man experience. Okay. It depends on just how are you exposing said seven-year-old to Burning Man. Right. You can't go full Disney Cruise on this and drop them off at the daycare at 7 a.m. and come right. back at 10 hey, p.m. and no be like, Maybe you what'd can, you though. learn today, kid? Maybe you know, you that, can. That doesn't work. How Do much they of have is, daycare? How much of it is, is it that they couldn't find a babysitter? I'm guessing that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at here. Like, do they have daycare at Burning Man? I Should we start a I business? I mean, I'm sure AK? there's some like alternative lifestyle daycare where they say they're doing like crafts and stuff like that. Should we start a business? Do we need <laughs> to to get this up and up and going, Funchy? Burning Man. But you guys been to concerts and stuff like that where you see people bring kids and yeah. babies and stuff like that. Like, how do you guys feel about that? It's a, well, this is what I'm getting at is that I don't have a huge problem with that depending on the specificity of the setup. Meaning, if it's going to be mega loud to the point that it's obviously going to bother a kid, or if there's just going to be so many people that it's a physical danger, well then no, that's not a good idea. But if it's just a matter of experiencing something and socializing them, no problem with it. Okay, I'm reading right now from BurningMan.org. Okay. So, you've decided to bring the kids to Burning Man. <laughs> 
This is a great <laughs> FAQ. Great. It's They're not an easy it. decision, but may prove to be one of the best field trips you could ever take them oh. on. With a little thought and care, the experience can be more fun for you, your kids, and everyone around you. I doubt for everyone around you. If you've ever taken your kids camping, you're already halfway there. Okay. Uh, Yada tells you to bring sunblock. Uh, you know, it. kids 13 and over, full price. Uh, ah, way, okay. So, yes. Man. So I'm guessing, what, how old was this kid? Seven years Seven. old? Seven. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing this is a person maximizing okay. the do not have to pay and the do not have to pay for babysitter okay. money while they still can. Even if we're going to judge about this big deal, no big deal, yes. even the people at Burning Man seem to be weighing in on the side of big deal because it says, however, there are a few extra precautions to take with kids. Adults love the lack of structure at Burning Man, but most kids need some structure and security to be comfortable with their surroundings. In other words, don't let your kids run free range, right. idiot. Did you see, by the way, this clip went viral. There was a crowd surfing baby i did see that flow rider. i feel like i didn't have they all the information that. there what happened how was somebody, it somebody had their baby and i mean like a newborn yeah like, no i saw like, like diapers right diapers infant aged baby at a flow rider concert where it seemed like there was like an open air i i hope it wasn't welcome to my house and the baby got Sort of crowd surfed up a little bit That's to Flowrider, who called for it. Yeah. Flowrider was get rapping. this baby out of the crowd. Yeah, Flowrider actually was holding the baby in one hand while remaining on his flow. No pun intended. Kept going <laughs> every day. By you the stray way, farther away from God. <laughs> <laughs> this one of the things this lady said in her defense is that like, yeah, sure, sex and drugs may be like a big part of Burning Man and what a lot of people think of it as, but she said you can cultivate the experience that you want to have and that you're not subject to those extremes if you don't want to be. There's people doing yoga, there's people having important conversations that are relevant to improving the future of mankind, there's people experiencing art. It doesn't have to be extreme, like, behavior. I don't disagree with that. And from my understanding, that's actually what Burning Man was for many years before all of these festival freaks started taking it over and deciding that it was going to be a fashion show and a drug, you know, free-for-all. Like, my understanding is that Burning Man actually has some level of holistic roots that people tap into where I could see that. Seven years old strikes me as a little young. Okay. Quite uh, young. Ten? Okay. I could see 10 years old. You've you, been in school for a while. You kind of have an idea of how the globe works, at least in terms of your own neighborhood and your life. Seven's a little too young for me. Okay, you can, though, bring your seven-year-old to Burning Man. What you can't do is bring your dog. Dogs oh. are not allowed Is that right? Burning Man. Yeah. Uh, huh. I went to the... Uh, the FAQ must be fascinating for Burning oh, Man. This is great. I'm I mean, so caught up in this. Just off the charts. Uh, it says dogs, love them, and leave them. Okay. Due to the numerous issues surrounding dogs at Burning Man, the organization has decided not to allow them at the event. It also is way too hot. For yeah, that's dog. what I'm saying. It's just a simple physical thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hate this, Lindsay. I don't. All right, uh, last one here. And forgive me if I uh, am getting to this prematurely because I know you guys talked about it. But no, it's okay. I thought since we haven't gotten to it yet, I'll bring it up here. On Friday, a reported shooting took place in the White Sox Stadium <sighs> oh. during their game against the Oakland A's. Now it appears that the shooting in question is linked to a fan who allegedly snuck the gun in by using the folds of her belly fat. Uh, the shooting was an accidental discharge, and she reports that the fan snuck the gun in past metal detectors doing just that. Uh, the woman, three, Two women were injured from the incident, and they are expected to make a full recovery. Is this a big deal? I mean, by definition, it's a big deal if you are sneaking in guns in the folds of your belly. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Literal large deal overall at guaranteed rate I mean, field or whatever that place It was is a going. big deal to the sneaker because she put that much effort to bring the gun in. She's done this before. At the risk of, at the risk of sounding like a fat shamer, I have to ask, it said that she snuck the gun through the metal detectors in the fat folds. How many layers of fat are we talking about I, I just, that you managed to get it past a metal detector? Yeah. Is there like something where like, I don't know, if a, if a gun is covered up by a lot of stuff right. in general, does it not go This off? isn't even about the body. It's about the right. general idea to yes. me of what do you need the blicky for in a White Sox A's game on a Saturday in Chicago? Tell me, tell me why you need a gun no in the ballpark. Can come from that. I, I'm just disturbed at the idea that like the average 350 pound fan can find a way to bring a gun in. You can't even bring a purse 
piece into a ballpark. <laughs> and this person is rocking a piece in the folds? That's insane. And then the Plaxico. And then Cheddar Bob's herself and a friend. And the Chai Sox do nothing about it, apparently. You should have probably been tipped off when she, hello, refused medical care after getting shot in a ballpark. This is a crazy story on a lot of levels. Yeah, if her response was, whatever you do, don't take me to a hospital, (laughs) that's a Not good. By the way, my friend, and this is the last thing we'll say on this one, Lindsay, sent me a text on this matter that said, congealed carry. Oh, God, we're awful people. That's all there is to it. Oh, man. That's all I got. I'm including your friend. Yeah, pretty good. (laughs) We're terrible. Anything else? No. That's it for Big Deal or No Deal. Coming up, we're going to holla at the COT. I haven't been ignoring you all day, just waiting to talk about what you've been tweeting for Dealer's Choice. I'm Clinton Yates. He's AK. This is Sedano and Cap on ESPN 710 Los Angeles. Sedano and Cap, Big CY and AK, winding down. Dealer's choice time. So we're going to use this time to just read from the COT. Nice. Obviously, the circle of trust is a very important part of this program, no doubt about it. Half the reason why they've got so many Mandy's here on the wall, and half the reason why this is such a well-liked show around the Southland and in general. And of course, got to shout out my man Lowe's VP of the local chapter of the Handsome Man community, who will be hopefully there on Friday night at Black Gold so we can open the books, as we like to say, to the local chapter. Again, this is how guys get made for yeah, the mob exactly you, like, you, you open up the books you go back <laughs> generations like if somebody had like a great great grandfather a member not the, handsome yeah, 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 yeah gotta go like, you gotta look at gotta no, go you gotta look at all the bloodlines lineage is important in this yes. situation you know this all is right. true so what i brought up earlier in the day is that um my barber is leaving her shop and therefore is now without home to cut hair and some of you I said, well, I could just get it cut in one of the big common rooms in my apartment complex or on the roof by the pool. Everybody said, nope, people are going to go crazy. So Big E says, you're going to find out how many a-holes live in your complex. There will be a ton of complaints, bro. Trust. If you're getting a cut, people will trip. I have a feeling that it has to do with the lo- how I look as much as anything. I feel like if Jennifer Aniston was getting a haircut in the lobby, nobody would care. But oh, that's she a different- get canceled. That- <laughs> There's that too. That's a different matter. Um... At TA2287 says, during the lockdown, I went to my hairdresser's house to get my hair done. She would say, regarding this as a sanitary thing, since COVID, there are more sanitation rules for hairdressers and cosmetologists. That I do understand. I do understand that clearly it is not the move to just roll up and start leaving hair everywhere. That was never part of the discussion. No, It was just a matter of whether or not it was completely out of pocket. She's a pro. She's going to yes. clean up. <laughs> or I'm going to clean up because right. I live there and I'm not the kind of person that doesn't clean up after myself. You well, roll plus up everyone to knows the, it's you. Yeah, you roll up to the spot with your vacuum right there so everyone looks at, at you yes. and sees you and, and the vacuum and yes. they're like okay and like, I mean it just in general like here's the other thing I feel like if I saw that I would not trip like providing that they didn't leave a mess which I'm not going to assume that somebody's leaving a mess you know anyway but and not everyone is as chill as the, some of us that's know? true that's mm, a good that's, that's an excellent point um let's see Chrissy says she misses her BlackBerry as well, by the way. What was the draw with the BlackBerry? I feel like there was something that it did. Was it the text appeal? The yeah. BBN. The BBN, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like a regular like um, keyboard, just like a regular QWERTY keyboard. I think like for me, it was it was the, you know, right now we call it the blue bubble, right? Like everybody sure. is in the iPhone life, whatever. But I feel like that was the BBM. Like if you had a BlackBerry, it was like... The first direct message type That's of thing, true. you know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was a big appeal. For your side pieces. Okay. Really? But <laughs> and talking about side pieces, I can't say your whole name on, huh, because it has a curse word. Bleep Carlos 88 said that peace talk powered by Pizza Hut laughing my ass. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Robert Wilkins in the Circle of Trust yeah. at RW Baller. The metal detector did go off, but when they did the supplementary pat down, <laughs> they couldn't find the gun that's where the folds came in. Oh, man. Okay, so me and Funch and Linz back here were having a whole ass discussion because I have a metal plate with four screws on my sure. arm. So there's times where I beep just naturally and I don't right. have a medical card or whatever, but I'm like, oh, my arm screws. Okay, cool, whatever. But sometimes when I go through, um, and I've lost a lot of weight, so sometimes when I go, especially at the airport, bro, okay. I get patted down, like touched, and I'm like, bro, right. like relax. I right. just, I lost a lot of weight, but they, they will, obviously it's an airport, so they got to have that extra security. But when I go through certain things and I beep, I will say, this, like Funch said, the security is not, I do get patted down, but not to the point where they're touching stuff. Right. right. And, I see. Yeah. Okay. So this yeah. is not, but again, 
the the sneaking it by security, I can understand that. Uh, I, the question remains. Why you got that thing on you in the ballpark <laughs> for a White Sox A's game? You also have to be so confident in the strength, <laughs> the strength of, of your, your folds. Robe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I could say that as a fat girl and former very very that fat girl. I could say that. But like, what are you doing with a gun at the ballpark? If it unintentionally goes off, like, okay, if you, you had yourself, pl- if you had plans to go cap somebody, as terrible as that is, all right. But it's like, oh, hey, hold on. Got to put this piece in my back pocket, and then I'm going to go get some peanuts. Like, what? I mean, I don't even get that. For the most part, why are you carrying the gun in blank? Yeah. The answer is not a good reason. Again, I I don't (laughs) understand why you would ever need a gun in the ballpark unless you expressly brought it there to shoot it at somebody. Or if you, I guess if you feel that vulnerable at the park, don't go to the ballpark. Right. Exactly. You don't don't need to be carrying in the park. Um, Los, Los Man, as we know, the vice president of the HMC, he says, I would say Deshaun Watson was highly anticipated from the college to pros. That's a great example True. of a guy who you saw and you're like, okay, I get it. That dude definitely immediately translates. Even if he still needs to develop as a player, you could kind of see it in the time that it was What happening. about Trevor Lawrence? That's a fantastic example. Um, He was pr- he was pretty big like, coming out of college. Yeah, yeah. Nick Joe same, Montana. same type of player. Same type of player. I would say so as well. You know what I mean? Just looked, had a different look. And th- again, a lot of this is probably related to height and size, which is unfair to Caleb. But I just feel that there's something, there's a gear there that we haven't seen that I can't wait to see. This is For all of those Trojans fans listening, this is not a knock on who he is. It is a speculative wonder about what's going to happen based on what we've seen him do in order to succeed. Those are not the same. What's the highest gear? What's the ceiling? Yeah. Where, where is the ceiling and when are we going to see it? Not that I need to see it. Not that USC needs to even him to get to it to beat people. The defense needs to change up in the, for them to beat people, but I don't necessarily know that that's going to matter. Um, at Hooper's X says they'll be there and I can use their clubs. It might be a little too late um, at that point. Is this person – Is this person At Black really? Gold, you mean? Yeah, at Black Gold. Pardon me for bringing that up. Is this person at – is Sweet Lou – does this person really work at the Black Gold? Yes, he does. Oh. He does. Well, then it's problem solved. He says, at Clint Yates, just ask us in the shop, bro. We'll yeah, let you borrow some clubs for swings on the range. Bada-bing. That's what we're here for. The magic of radio. Thank you very much. At El Gallardo 89. Dude, the circle is real. The circle is strong. Oh, yeah. Sweet Lou has been spending a lot of time with, with Morales, Morales all yeah, week. I was so, say. Okay, so Morales, <laughs> he, must, he must be so Props. ready for September eighth to yep. roll around. I was gonna yep. say, yeah, he's Sweet got a lot Lou's going be on. So over Morales by now. Mook's Universe says he likes Tank Top Tuesday. New bit. I've been doing that bit in my real life on the side for years, so that's nothing new for me. That's for sure. Let's see what else we got. Stephen Brunning says he's gonna try to get out there around twelve and sneak on the back nine. You can rent a set, cheap style. Mm, I don't need to rent anything. Ooh. I don't need that many. I don't need that many clubs. Here's one. Here's one. As an Android user, and this is from the guest EMC. As an Android user, can someone please explain why the green bubble is such a big deal for iPhone users? <laughs> oh, this is. I mean, first of all, well, how is it, it not? It affects the ability to send like images and stuff. Like yep. it's a whole thing. It's about the shareability of other mm-hmm. stuff. Links, especially. Yeah, previews on links. It's a whole thing. Sometimes like, too, I think the the green bubble person doesn't get the text at the exact same time yep. as everyone yep. else. Yep. That's exactly correct. So, if, for example, I'm on one three person group chat where one person is iPhone, the other person is green bubble. And he's the kind of person that's just enough of a contrarian where he acts like he's using all these extra features. He's not. Um, I love him to death, though. But when I'm on a plane, can't text him. Can't text the group chat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he doesn't get them. It just literally will not go through if they're on the deal. So yeah, that- I'm in one big group text uh, thread with a bunch of guys that I'm in a fantasy league with. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a time where we realized like one guy was sending text that nobody could figure out what he's talking about. Like, wait, what does that mean? Uh-huh. And we realized he's responding like, 24 to 48 hours yep <laughs> yep later in a thread so and that's when we realized that's we had, embarrassing we had to kick no, but he's right. out. <laughs> like you gotta go you are so right so my best friend was avid android user he was like never am i gonna go to an iphone right he started dating someone that was an iphone user he switched real quick <laughs> okay and uh he was like oh my god because he always was behind on text messages a good either a few hours or a day. Yeah, that and defeats like, the whole purpose. Bruh. That defeats the entire purpose. Can't have that. At Mailman Matt says, I've snuck jazz cigarettes into venues in my beard. A piece in your gut is a whole other level, though. Whoa. Congealed carry <laughs> had me. I mean, that's 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 a strong move right there. If you can keep items in the beardery, wow. that's strong. What do you have, like a ZZ Top beard or something? Have you never seen Mailman Matt? 
No. He showed up to the Mandy's yeah. two years in a row. He's got a pretty solid no, beard. No, I can no, see no. him pulling that off with relative ease. You know what I mean? So, so is it like James Harden level? No, it's not that thick, but it's sort of it's just kind of I don't want to say stringy, but it's flowy enough, but tight enough where if something was in there, it wouldn't be a huge problem to get it out, but you also wouldn't think twice about looking at it. Well, you know what I'm saying? Stray cigarettes. Sure, right. I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um Okay. Well, we're gonna thank the COT. I think so. I hit the here's what I think we're gonna do. Lindsay and I have a separate plan hatched for this week that we're not going to discuss on the air until it's definitely going to happen. But on the day, I do think what I'm going to do is simply go to the pro shop and say, hey, holla at your boy. Let me get out there. Let me get a five iron and let me get a three wood. I'm acting like I know what those things are by definition say, what is in terms of like what they're going to do on the, on the course. I just know that irons are easier for me to hit with because here's my biggest problem in golf. I can't really hit off a tee. It's like a real issue I'm the with opposite. Me. I really? can only hit off a tee. Interesting. How do you, like, keeping the club face flat and all that, not to get too far into golf talk, but, like, it's hard for well, me. I mean, I don't do any of it well. This is all relative. <laughs> I hit relatively better off a tee than off a ground. I also can only hit woods. Like, oh, I, I have, really? like, a seven wood. I think I have a nine wood. Like, I can only, I cannot hit irons. I like irons because it sort of feels more like – it sort of feels more like shooting a pistol than an automatic. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, let me just chip that thing in there. And I, can be, I, I feel like I'm doing something. Whereas the woods is just like you're just blasting it. You know what I'm saying? Down the down I the need stretch. all the help I can get. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not any good at all. Um, Lindsay, so are we going to go through with this plan? Do we have any update on that? We're not gonna, do we, should we talk about this? No, no, we should wait. Okay, we'll just wait. hold off. Okay, we'll wait and we'll hold off. But anyway, it's been a good day today. It's been fun. I want to thank everybody because, look, we all know. We come in here, we run our mouths our summer, all summer, and there's not a ton. There's not there's not a ton this time of year. We've got a very good thank you, Kelly Stafford. Day. Thank you, Kelly Stafford, whose podcast. Am I going to tune into the next podcast? How often does it drop? Do we know? Mm. Is it a weekly? Is it a biweekly? I, I feel like even the rest of the podcast, the contents of the rest of the podcast itself, were not that interesting. But oh, is that right? It could be the new go-to after all Rams games. You never know. She could be dishing on Ooh. things that we have no I idea I mean, about. she said a couple things that I feel like she may have wished she had. She could have Is back. she coming for Travis Rogers' neck? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> She's coming after Travis and Kirk? It looks like it's could weekly. Be. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll tune into that next time. So, pretty excited about that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on my golf game. I'm not trying to become a golfer. I just want to be the person that is invited to golf events so that I can wear – golf clothes this is a big part of it as well mm. i like golf clothes as a matter mm -hmm. of fact this little sojourn has taken me to nike's golf section on their website where i'm seeing a lot of things okay. that i might be buying we're Not gonna be decked out in sunday swagger yeah, oh, no, 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 i know yeah, okay. sunday swagger for the win i have the sunday swagger stuff as well i'm very much looking forward to that but i mean in general okay, i was gotcha, looking around gotcha, gotcha. at like shorts potentially shoes not that i won't just be wearing my regular brands but you know golf gear is fun and I like golf gear. So shots to Sunday Swagger. That Kelly Stafford averages 4.7 out of 5 stars oh, wow. from 1,700 ratings and reviews. That's not a bad rating at all. It's actually pretty good. I got to say, right. that's well, pretty strong. Know, I mean, for AK, for Lauda, for Funchy, for Lindsay, it's your boy Clinton Yates. By the way, if you want to know when you can catch me on TV, it's twice this week. A little self self promote right there. Do it. Friday and Saturday around the horn, 5 p.m. ESPN. This is Adana with Cap. It's ESPN Radio, excuse me, ESPN LA, 710.